we really were excited about bringing you guys on because, you know, you know, obviously Talk CDL is all about trucking and, you know, most of this stuff is, you know, dry van, flatbed, reefer, you know, we talk a lot about all that, but then you have upstaging, you know, the, the totally set apart, uh, industry that, that upstaging does. It's, it's kind of like a glamorous, exciting life. I think for even a trucker to be involved in, what do you think? I completely agree with you. You know, it's been almost 50 years, you know, that's five decades that we've specialized in transportation, you know, lighting, uh, fabrication even for the event production. Wow. I didn't know that. And, and, and you guys are based out of, is it Illinois? Yes, sir. Sycamore, Illinois is our home base. As far as, um, the driving part, I mean, I'm sure you, you've, you've done a million tours. It's, it, that's what it's called, isn't it? When you go out on the, on the road with a, a, each, each, uh, let's just say, uh, singer, a group or whatever, it's actually called a tour, correct? That is correct. So, um, and uh, Ruth and I were just discussing this. When you go out on a tour, this is what I want to know. You're a driver, and I don't know, I guess different tours, we were talking about this also, are different sizes. Let's say you go out on a tour and it's 10 trucks uh, on the tour. Um, you stay on that tour, right? You're not just on it for a trip or two. You're pretty much with that tour to the end, correct? That is correct. And what, what's the average tour last? Anywhere from 60 days to 180 days, so three to six months. Wow. And even longer. Wow. What there was might the be a break. Yeah, there might be a break in there a week or two, but it just depends on the tour and their schedule. What was the longest you've gone on? Uh, almost 10 months, I believe it was. Wow. Who was that with? That was out with Bob Dylan. Oh, Bob Dylan. I was going to say, it had to be someone big to be out that long. So, but I'm under, I, I, I thought when you're out with some of them that when you, when they're at an, at, at a location that's going to be, say it's going to be a weekend that you could mm-hmm. fly home if you want or do something like that at your expense, fly home, visit with your family, do whatever you need to do that way. And then as long as you're back before they leave for you to drive off, isn't, you can do something like that, right? You can, you can absolutely. As long as it's prearranged and, and we know where you're at, you know, as far as, so if something happens and we need to move the truck, you know, we've got access. Right. Okay. So what does a Bob Dylan tour, how many trucks are on a Bob Dylan tour? Well, the last one I was on with him, we had five trucks. So five with him. So what, what would be like a really huge tour? Like I, I remember talking to, you, you know who Clark Transfer is? That's another um, uh, company that hauls, and I think they use owner-operators. But um, I remember them telling us. They What's that? Yeah, they're mostly they're mostly Broadway. Right, that's exactly mm-hmm. what we were talking about. And I think I think they had they were telling us about a production that was like twenty some trucks, like a Disney on ice or something like that. Do you, you guys have anything that big? We do. We I believe we our last one was Taylor Swift, and that was uh, almost fifty trucks, I believe. Okay. I could be I could be mistaken, but I know it was quite a few. All right. I, I, I have <laughs> one to... truck just for her shoes. <laughs> Sorry. That's Taylor Swift. It's a girl. <laughs> yeah, I know. If it was, if it was you, Ruth Ann, it'd be two trucks. <laughs> you should see Ruth Ann's closet. I'm surprised we don't have a 53-foot trailer out back just for her shoes. Uh, so I got to ask, what what do you stick on? They are, they're all 53-foot trailers, correct? That's what you're hauling? 
That is correct. So what do you stick on 50 trailers? I mean, Taylor Swift, I mean, she's huge. We know she's one of the biggest acts right now out there, but what can you possibly stick on 50 trucks? I mean, I, I don't get that. Well, you've got to remember there's so many people that are involved with this production. You've got staging equipment. You've got lighting equipment. You've got production. You've got uh, wardrobe. You've got catering. You have, you know, actual set stuff, um, lights, sounds, you name it. Drum sets. I mean. So everything, yeah, everything from the ground up. So you go into an empty arena, and then you've got to, you know, hang truss to get all the points up, um, to hang the lights, to make sure everything is safe and secure, So when, you know, to hang the sound. Mm-hmm. When you go in there, like, I know a lot of the performers have backdrops with their, like, Journey. You know, when we had seen Journey, they had a backdrop of just their emblem or their logo. That backdrop that they use, that's their own rigging that they use to hang that backdrop also? Well, it depends. Some companies or some bands will rent their their backdrops and their staging. Um, some of them own them. It it just depends. It depends on how big they are, how long they're performing, and you know, I can understand that. So, okay, so tell me, when you drove for them, what are some of your favorite ones that you've worked with? I know that. Can you say me? Can you tell me? Um, I've actually got quite a few. There, you know, we've. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Um, most most of the artists, most of the acts, production that we work with are they're super people to work with. You know, they they bust their hump just like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some of my favorites. I've had Matchbox Twenty. I've had Bob Dylan, Tina Turner. I, I could probably name drop all day long. Um, everybody from ACDC to Van Halen. So wow. It's it's uh, just about everybody in between. <laughs> wow. See, some of those I really like. Tina Turner, I'm not a big fan of, but Matchbox 20. Give me Rob Thomas. I'll listen to him all day. So I got a question. He's, so he's a super if I, guy. If mm-hmm. I joined the tour, would I be able to offer Taylor Swift like a ride? Would she be able to drive with me and just talk you know, instead of going with hey, creep? Call me a creep. creep. I'm not a creep. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, Brian she's Johnson got from her. ACDC. Yeah. They, they have their own transportation on their coaches or private transportation. That's that's not something that we deal with. Listen, the, we reason, are... the reason I tell you mm-hmm. this is because if Vin Diesel was on tour, Ruth Ann would want him uh-huh. to drive with her. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So would I. If, if you were doing like wrestling and the rock was coming along ruth ann would be like he can ride with me wouldn't you ruth ann? yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm in a predicament <laughs> i do like them i mean i don't know how they are as a person but when you see them and you 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 see interviews with them they seem very uh down to earth I guess you could say like Vin mm-hmm. Diesel. I mean, he just seems like he's just a great guy that you'd want to sit and talk to. The same with The Rock. You know, I mean, he's. Do you ever see when he did? Uh, he imitated Taylor Swift when he did that that sing off or something like that with that. It was all oh. over Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was funny. I mean, he 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 gets completely into his acting. So I mean, those things are funny. But I mean, I would. I, there are certain groups I would just love just to talk to and just say hi and just to get some ideas on how they not ideas but insight on how they come up with some of their songs or their ideas that they do but that's just cool right so well, it's it's an interesting fact you know um in my personal experience most of these these groups are artists 
they've all been down to earth. You know, they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like we do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our job is to focus on getting the, the show loaded in and, and getting it done and then getting it out there and uh, back to the next city, you know. So is it like talk, walk us through an average tour. So you're, you're in town usually probably for what, one to three days where they may be like, say, in a big city like Philadelphia or or Dallas or something like that. Maybe they're playing two two nights there and then off you go. You got to pack and roll overnight. Is it usually night driving for that? It is. It is 95 percent night driving. It just depends on how far away the next show is and uh, how many days we have to get there. Yeah, that's what we kind of figured. So they must they must break it down to where it's probably doable each night to get from point A to B, I would guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. With all of our drivers, um, they usually have the same pack every night, so we can get it down to where it takes 20 minutes to load or unload a truck. Wow. That's good. So, so do you, as a driver, I'm just trying to... And we'll get into what you guys have been doing here in a second. We got some a lot of questions for upstaging. Um, as a driver, now, do you get to go into the shows for free, and get, do you get to go backstage and all that other good stuff, or how does that work out for, with the perks? You you can do that. Uh, it's preferable maybe on a multi-show day to go in and see a show if you want. Um, but for the most part, you know, our time while they're doing the show is is sleeping, get, getting our rest, making sure that we're ready to go for the next next drive makes sense yeah it does make sense now do you use teams when you do or is it all solos in their tractors uh well we are all solos of course but if there's a run logistically that cannot be done with a solo driver you know for federal dot regulations we will fly in a team driver to help that that uh, solo driver get to point b without any issues and then uh, fly that team driver out. So I got a question, Deanna, do you have children or like fam, a lot of family or anything like that? I don't have kids. Um, I am married and we get along. (laughs) (laughs) I, I know where this is going. So when I'm out and I'm, I'm on the road, you know, sure. He misses me and, uh, He's, he used to do the same thing I did, but works for the railroad now. So. Oh, cool. Well, really what I was going to ask was, like, you got family, friends that are always asking you about the, you know, the, the singers and people you're meeting. Is it, are you constantly being bugged about that? Um, you get that a lot, but a lot of times we're also on D&Ds, um, you know, where we can't, or NDAs, I should say. Non-disclosures. But, uh, okay. What, stays on, what, what goes on on tour stays on tour. Yeah, <laughs> What's that? It's, it's, it's like a Vegas quote. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but no, I kind can understand of. that. I mean, they want their privacy too, and and not only does the performers want their privacy, but the company does also uphold to having some discretion on what it's what it's like. I can understand that because you don't want to have, uh, like those freaky, you know fans coming and 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 once they get to know a little bit about what you're doing or or how a show's going they don't you don't want to have any of that also i mean it's it's tough enough with with some of these people out there let alone having someone leak information or anything like that so i can understand the disclosure part and we appreciate the fact that right now because you're the 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 runs are over and those tours are over that you're able to disclose a little bit of what it's like to be able to do that 
All right, so let's go ahead and talk about one of our sponsors, Ruthie, and National Carriers. NCI. NCI. First of all, let me give them the number, 888-311-7076. What an awesome company. Here's a company, Ruthann, that has uh, a new home time policy. They call it flexible home time. Mm -hmm. um, if you give them like seven to nine days, they'll get you home. Right. Um, they, literally, they have a, a, a great new home time policy where before it was, you know, you were out for, you know, many weeks at a time. Now they're changing it to where they're trying to get drivers home on their schedule. Right. Um, and so uh, they also still have their great Kenworth T680s, you know, very new equipment, loaded up, extra big sleepers, uh, and they are looking for drivers. They're looking for solos. They'll take a couple teams, and they'll do some lease leasing for drivers. Great company. Again, they don't do broker freight, and they're owned by their own company. You know, they're owned by the beef yeah. company, which says you don't have to wait for freight. And if you're a freight hauler, it's one of the things you should be asking each company that you're interviewing. You know, what's my freight? Because if you're stuck doing broker freight, you're kind of stuck. You're you know, on just, someone else's you're, schedule. You're, you're stuck, just bottom line. Mm -hmm. So anyways, let's give them the number, 888-311-7076, and tell them that TalkCDL sent you if you're looking for a great driving opportunity, National Carriers out of Irving, Texas. Thank you. Okay. Well, we, um, we're a very high-profile company. We call for a lot of high-profile people, but it's our job to be very low-profile pro about it. Yeah, that? and that makes sense. And in fact, that's what I would want, too, if I was one of them. I'm, exactly. glad, I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not a rock star right then. <laughs> you think I'd, would I be able to handle that, you think? You know, I picture you if you're a rock star, you'd be like one of those Can you old me shredding the guitar up there. You'd be one of those old eighty ones that used to trash a hotel room until you got past that <laughs> maturity stage where, you know Ruthann, stop <laughs> Stop trying to make me look bad. Hey, look, I, I, okay, listen. Trying I, to make him look bad. He wanna, does it on his own. <laughs> I wanna take this I wanna take this in a different direction. Okay. Okay, so we're talking about good times. You know, you've been there twenty two years, Deanna. Uh, and you've seen the good times, and you've seen some bad times probably, but mainly good times. It's fun. You're out on tour. Um, and then all of a sudden, the COVID hits. The COVID hits, mm -hmm. and they start making announcements. I remember when they were in, in last March or when it first started, they were saying, no, no crowds over 25, no crowds over 10, no crowds over 50. So obviously, and in fact, Ruth Ann and I are big concert goers ourselves. You know, obviously, everything gets canceled. Everything you guys do all of a sudden drops through the floor. What does upstaging do to survive not having their main customer base? It did. It Everything just came to an abrupt halt. Um, but thank goodness, you know, that we are skillful enough in our ability that we were able to pivot our business, you know, and we could model it one um, to, to move right into emergency response services, um, you know, delivering to cities and hospitals, um, taking care of first responders, you know, and, and being there for the communities that we haul in. That's awesome. So you Thank guys, you. So you guys were actually right there in the mix uh, uh, helping out with the COVID stuff. We were. We, you know, were producing face shields and masks um, and dividers, dust dividers, or, you know, just, just trying to help keep up with the social distancing um, and everything that needed to be done. We, like I said, you know, concerts were done. We had to pivot. We had to change wow 
Um, did it just did you lose a couple of drivers that were really just into the upstaging part of it and that didn't want to do regular stuff? We have lost a few, but we've also hired, you know, a few great people. Um, and that's one thing that I can say. We're very, very, you know, appreciative of everything that our drivers have done um, and the way that they've stepped up and, uh, you know, the hard work they do, sun up to sun down. So. That's awesome. Well, I know we appreciate everything that you did to, to stand behind the medical service and, and the different people that were in need at that time, too. So thank you for being there for them. Well, thank you. So, uh, so now here's the question. So now I've been hearing it on the radio that the COVID is dropping really crazy. Like a lot of, I mean, it's literally the death toll is really going down big time and things are slowly, hopefully they think moving back to a, what would be called a normal, obviously like some of the groups that we actually follow a group called blue October. I don't know if you ever heard of them uh-huh. or not. I have. Yeah, we've seen them um, a million times. And, you know, they're they're itching to get out there on tour. And everybody's wanting and they're trying to start scheduling. When can, I know that you don't have a, a date, but do you have, like, any idea when, you know, concerts could start again? Do you have any, any like, even an, an inkling? All I can say is hopefully sooner rather than later, we're all itching, you know, to get back out there and do what we love to do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're shooting for end of summer, early fall, but it it all depends on the social distancing and how, you know, the vaccinations go. But if we can get that herd immunity down and uh, hopefully we can get back into doing what we love. Yeah, I mean, I actually heard that some of the some places are now starting to uh, open up some some like gradually, like they they're they're planning it, like you said, end of summer. Um, I think Tampa down in the amphitheater, one of them that I had seen. There's a a place that that they're starting to do. It's not uh, uh, music, but it's something else that they're getting ready to start having performers come in. I mean, I I think a lot of the the United States, I mean, I don't know worldwide, but I can say in in our country, I know there's a lot of people that are very anxious to get out and just do something. And the ones that that's what their life was to where that was their only escape was going to listen to the music or, or watch the performers, no matter if it was music related or if it was uh, another show or anything, that was that was what they looked forward to, some kind of travel, some kind of outlet. So I know there's a lot of them that have that cabin fever that they just cannot wait to get out and, and watch this. And, and Absolutely. And, you know, when concert touring stopped, it, there were millions of people that were out of work. You know, their careers mm-hmm. were just done, and they're struggling every day. Oh, yeah. And like I said, hopefully this gets out and gets back to – quote-unquote, normal sooner than later. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. Um, okay, so now you're doing more logistics right now. Um, we are. And first off, on your logistics side, where, where do you hire mm-hmm. from? Do you hire 48 states? I believe you were hiring uh, 48 states with your, your uh, up the, the concerts. That is correct. With our logistics division, we are still hiring all over the U.S. Uh, doesn't really matter where you live. Um, if you can drive and you're a professional driver, absolutely. If you are what we're looking for, um, are 
so to say, diamond in the rough, absolutely give us a call. So as far as the logistics side, driver joins the logistics side, and then all of a sudden uh-huh. the concerts start really kicking in. Will those logistics drivers have opportunity to also get on the concert tours, or, or would they be just be staying on the logistics? No, nope, absolutely. Everyone will have um, the ability to, you know, promote and go into entertainment. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, honing in their skills and and maybe developing a little more essentials that that are needed and required for touring. Yeah, like the the, the ability to, you know, have a, a a very good work ethic as far as the driving at night, you know, some drivers just prefer not to do the night driving where others, that's what they live for. And, you know, like you said, the, the non-disclosure, you know, how they are as a person, if they're able to be very personable, you don't want to have a one that's really cranky, be able to, they're better to not working with a bunch of other people, <laughs> a teamwork. Absolutely. But I see Absolutely. this, I see this as a one, the performers are able to start doing that again. And, and that, area of upstaging is able to go and and do their portion again that looks like it's going to be a a large uh expansion for the company since you're doing the logistics but once you're able to start doing that other side of it it sounds like you're going to have to really bring bring a bunch of people in at one time because you have a you're going to have a need that's going to be able to met and it's going to have to expand instead of you know maintain you're gonna have to it sounds like you're gonna have to make sure you get a lot of drivers coming in i hope so we're hiring all the time you know we've already brought in another 10 drivers um this year so we're just we're bringing them in as as fast as we can um but it is you know a certain type of driver we're looking for it's not just any anybody to sit in the seat tell me someone tell Give us an idea on some people that you are looking for. Yeah, give us an idea what, because, I mean, let's be honest about one thing. Okay, trucking is one of the toughest jobs in the world, especially when you're away from home. So each company, their customer really dictates the way the company really is. So what does it take to really be an upstaging driver that's going to stick around for five, ten years versus a guy that's going to come in and go, oh, it's just not for me. What really is it for? Show, Show us that. Well, we look for people that are going to be team players that have a couple of years experience of driving under their belt. You know, they have to be a U.S. citizen um, and willing to work in a team environment, not be afraid to drive at night, you know, uh, be, be willing to be part of the team. Deanna, let's walk through that for a second. Uh, now, it's kind of interesting. I, I know a little bit about it, but you could probably really elaborate for us. When you have, let's say you have a 10 truck tour, okay? Mm-hmm. Now you have what's called a lead driver that directs everybody and is really the guy that's getting everything and making sure we're all leaving on time and we're together. Like you said, it's a team operation. This isn't, oh yeah, I'll be along, fellas. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop at the truck stop and <laughs> lay over there, but I'll meet you guys up. It's, it doesn't work that way, does it? It does not. Our motto is, you know, Early is on time, on time is late, and late is unacceptable. That's yeah. a nice motto. Yeah, No, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, I do, too. I just never actually heard it before. So. Deanna, you would fire Ruthann. She is like late. I'm late for a lot. 
She's going to be late for her own funeral. I, I am. But that's why I'm being cremated because then I wouldn't, you know. Yeah. I'm being like the, sent to, I'm, I'm going to be a cadaver. Yeah, you guys, Ruth Ann would last like one tour and you guys would bring her in and go, we got to talk to you. You're, no, see, I, I think if I was doing that, especially bon if Jovi's, I was. Bon Jovi's pretty ticked off Ruth Ann and <laughs> you had his guitar in another state you were supposed to be there but you were getting a pedicure well, I, w- I think I would I would be a lot different when it came to that I mean I, I do run late with a lot of stuff but you know <laughs> everything <laughs> I'm, well, I think I'm that's, late because of her it's, it's hard. I think I think that's when we would put her back on logistics and say okay Ruth Ann we're going to build some skills <laughs> exactly we got to be retrained. So give us that motto again. I want to put that in the wall here for Ruth. So, so let's, I, I want to hear that again. <laughs> that early is on time. On time is late. And late is unacceptable. Oh, wow. Ruth Ann. I'm putting that on our... I'm going to put that all over our house. <laughs> I don't know if I like that now. <laughs> so, so okay. So upstaging, you, you've, you go back to this thing again. So you're out on tour. And everybody mm-hmm. works together. Now, you, you guys don't load and unload, do they? Do the drivers actually touch the stuff and help, or do they? Do they? Does there's there stagehands that do all the work? Nope. We have stagehands that do all that work for us. We are responsible for making sure the loads are secured and properly loaded. We'll tell them where to load it and how to load it. Um, pretty much, you get a blister on your your index finger from pointing where things go. Hmm. Um, you need to, of course, like I said, be responsible for making sure everything is secured and transported safely to the next city uh, for the next show. Um, but as far as loading and unloading, it's it's a stagehand's job. Yeah, they want to make you, you don't want to have too many people involved on wrapping a light because if something happens and you don't know who to blame. Well, it's not only that; it's a safety issue, and we need to make sure you know that we're taking care of our drivers and that they're staying healthy and unhurt so they can make it to the next show. It's true. That's a good, it's a good point too. Wow. So, so is upstaging still running Peterbilt's mainly? We are, we are. Our fleet is a, a bunch of 579 Peterbilt's, uh, 13 speeds. So if you want to apply with us, <laughs> you need to make sure you can drive a manual transmission. Yeah, true. What did she say, 13 speeds? Yeah. See, and that's like, if you're a, if you're a driver that runs manual sticks, okay, we talk to truck drivers mm-hmm. all the time. That is the preferred favorite tra- uh, transmission with most. And I know some guys out there going, oh, what are you talking about? I like an 18-speed. But honestly, truly, most truck drivers that like stick shifts, your old your old schoolers love the 13-speed because you can you can split that upper gear. It's just such a nice transmission to use. I, I love 13-speeds. It is, and it actually takes away a lot of the uh, clutch pedal shifting. So if you can float the gears, yeah, if you can float the gears, a 13-speed is pretty phenomenal. <laughs> Which I didn't like when I would do certain things because I wouldn't downshift very well. I would downshift like two shit two, two gears and then I couldn't get when I would split it. I'd have to wait till I got down low enough and then split it because I just could not downshift well. It was horrible. Well, you weren't that bad. I mean honestly, Practice. I mean yeah. Well, I practice, fl- practice, practice. I would float into like if we were pulling into a a rest area, I would go down Coming into the ramp, I'd get down, but then when I hit, like, near the, like, at one point, I would have to slow it down further because I could not, it was, I don't know where it was, excuse me, where it was, but there was certain gears I just could not get into, and then 
once I split, then I'd be back into my role again. So I'd go through the parking lot properly. I just couldn't, like, halfway through the ramp, I'm, like, floating in, and he's like, you're not doing that well, right. It, you're going to have an accident. <laughs> no, but you... I, what I don't know. That sounds like... Yeah, that sounds like Troy wasn't teaching you very well. Ah, see? Well, <laughs> yeah, Ruth Ann never went to a trucking school, and I just kind of slapped her in the seat one day, and, and, and seriously, that's really the yeah, story. exactly back, what he did. Back then, we got her a permit, and she was out there doing her thing. I used to stick her in the truck for Ohio. I used to hate running through Ohio, but but that was back in the day. Back when, when it could... was 55, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, <it was. laughs> That's exactly why I did that. So uh, going back to upstaging for a second, uh, the loads, uh, are, are they generally light loads? I would I would think they're not like 80,000 pounds gross. Well, it just it depends on what you have. You know, of course, our, our lights, our wardrobe or production is usually a lighter, but then you've got uh, all the cables, you've got sound, um, staging, some of that's pretty heavy. So it varies. Who was one of your ones that you held for that might have had like the most equipment, like the biggest drum set and like the, the as far as their instruments, like who had one of the largest for that? Probably Kiss. Um, well, as far as drum sets go, I was out with Blink-182 in, in 2002. <laughs> know, Ooh, that tells me a lot. Um <laughs> Makes me feel old. Uh, Blink and Green Day. We were out doing the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket tour. Uh, Travis has a pretty big drum set. Mm-hmm. See, that's what some of them. That's because I, I know at Rush. Rush has a really. He has a really big drum set, and there was a couple other ones that used to. Was it like Tommy Lee? I think he had a big drum set at one point. Mm-hmm. He used to mm-hmm. go up, and I think his drum set would spin right during his concert. It would. So, like that kind of setup would need a lot of. Um, space. space exactly yeah. like a lot of like just gear you mm-hmm. know because you have to have the platform that this, the set was on and then you would have to have the 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 cables to have it secure so i mean uh, that that kind of stuff i mean when you think about it it's not just a a few drums and not just a couple guitars there's a lot of musical equipment that they use just in your basic bands not even the ones that have a lot of uh techno type of equipment that would go with it that's correct. I mean, we've got pyro, you've got drums, you've got guitars, you've got pianos. You know, it, it could be trans, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, for example. You know, they've they've got a ton of equipment, too. We see it, uh, it just depends on where you go and, and who you're hauling. All right, let's take another break, Ruthann, and let's mention one more sponsor, J.J. Keller. Tell them about J.J. Keller. J.J. Keller is a company that is going to be a truck driver's right hand when it comes to making sure that you are completely compliant with DOT and everything that you need to do to have your permitting done, to have your uh, paperwork all in on time, to make sure that if there's anything that you are unsure of, they're going to have your back and they're going to make sure that you're doing everything you need to do to be a honest trucker and it's very cheap rate that they charge every month and i like to call them like the trucker's personal secretary because they'll make sure all your paperwork's filed they'll make sure you know everything's in order for you and even if you're a new guy wanting to become an owner operator they'll file all your dot paperwork for you they'll get you compliant just remember there's drug consortiums everything that a truck driver has to be part of out there now when he's when he's trying to 
um, uh, become an owner operator. And we've seen over the years when, you know, they're going to get another job because they went out of business and you ask them, well, what drug consortium were you with? And they're like, what's a drug consortium? And so, you know, these are little things that Keller will just walk you through like, like it's standard. And so they let them be your personal secretary. If, if you really are, you know, pulling your hair out and worrying about, oh, am I going to get audited? Oh, am I got my paperwork? Oh, I don't got this right. Oh, blah, 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 blah. These guys, for it's literally a couple bucks a month. I swear to you. It's, and it's, it's a tax write-off, so it's something that will help yeah. you in e- either way. Yeah, it's it's actually very, very cheap, cheap. So call Keller at 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017. J.J. Keller. Thank you. So so did you meet Billy Joe from Green Day? I heard you say Green Day. Did you actually meet him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? How was and- he? And Mike, he's super funny. Yeah. Nice, nice guy. You could see mm-hmm. he's funny. Yeah, he looks like a jokester. Yeah, I've, I've seen videos <laughs> of him when he was literally in in high school when he formed his band. You know what? Yeah, I think uh, Trey is actually a little more jokesterish than Billy Joe is. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Like right now, they're looking at getting back. You know, like Billy Joe did a couple of like just YouTube songs, like just some, some slapping some stuff together and just singing, but. Yeah, his uh, his remake of what was that Tiffany? Yeah, yeah that was. Uh... Yeah, that's the huh. he he's the. It, it's weird hearing him sing something like that, but yet, I think we're alone now. I think is that what it was? No. Anyways, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just I'm just. She's babbling. I, I was spacing out, oh. thinking of what it was. Listen, I wanna I wanna get back to the future of upstaging for a back second. Back to the future. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to. Okay, so it sounds like, okay, COVID times hit. Everything was going great. Mm-hmm. COVID times hit, and you and guys had to do an audible and literally regroup the whole com- company. Resilient, which you know, in we, disasters, we with disasters come opportunities. Everybody's, you know, not everybody is going to come out on the the bad end. So you guys were strong enough, um, you know, uh, to me. Resilient. Pra- praise God for the opportunity to be able to, uh, you know, take your business from something that just literally dropped out. And be able to still use your rigs and and use them profitably. So now you end up with a logistics company. You guys have this full, you're in full swing logistics right now. And uh, the concerts are going to start. So it sounds like it's going to be a, a new company. Yeah, it's almost going to be like a new company in a sense. You got the concerts, you got the logistics. And so here's a question. Um, the guys that are on logistics... Like if mm-hmm. you say, I want to come work, I want one of those 579 Peterbilt 13 speeds and I want to be out there running for upstaging, but I don't want to be out for three, four months at a time. The logistics guys, I'm sure those guys aren't out there for three, four months at a time, are they? They are not. What we like to do with our logistics is uh, stay six weeks out, take a week off, go home for a week, you know, just kind of have a different ratio. There is a, a ton more home time doing logistics as opposed to touring. Okay, so those guys are basically out six weeks and off a week. Like, they can't be, like, out two, three weeks and home two, three days, nothing like that. Yeah, they can do that, too. It just depends on where they're at and what they're doing, you know. Um, But like I said, it just seems a little more proficient if they stay out for a few more weeks and uh, take a week off. You know, that way you've got that honeydew list and you can get that done. It also sounds like you're kind of grooming them if it's a person that is, you're seeing if they're one that would be a team worker on the 
performing section of the company as far as if they're one that could stay out six weeks or even longer, you're out, you're seeing how well and how uh, much of a go-getter they are to be able to also stay out longer periods if they are with a tour. Absolutely. Sounds awesome. That is one of the goals. So, well, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's an excellent opportunity for someone, you know, wanting to get into the business that doesn't have that experience and, uh, you know, doing logistics, they can, they, we can see, you know, what type of a driver they are, how they handle, you know, being gone or away from the family and, uh, and then we can promote from there. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I was back in the road, I, I would definitely want to work for upstaging. I, I think I would too. I honestly, I would be, and then I would like keep, keep trying to get into the, the, the tours that I really love the band. I'm telling you, but being late, there's no way. I, I would, I would totally change that. You would not change I it. Would, I would, change. I would. She, I would be, I she would, would be. sleep in. Her, she would sleep longer. And then when she would get up, she would take her time. And then she would say something like this. I'm not kidding. This is what she always says. They'll be fine. They understand. <laughs> well, it depends on what it is. <laughs> Can I tell them a story about the doctor's office? Can I tell them? Go ahead. So, so one day, Ruth Ann being late 5,000 times in a week, right? We were, she had a doctor's appointment. We were already there, and we had to leave nope. and come back. We, no, we were trying to get to the doctor's appointment, and it was, I don't even know, it was like, say, 9 o'clock in the morning. And Ruth Ann shows up. And I'm, I'm always the guy going, you're going to be late. You're going to be late. And she shows up at the doctor's office at like seven minutes after nine. And she's signing in. And the little receptionist girl says, ooh, it's a good thing you made it um, another couple minutes and you would have had to reschedule. And Ruth Ann looks at her and she goes, what? And Ruth Ann's eyes almost popped out of her head like as if you're telling me I, I can't be 15 minutes late. And she said, yeah, that's the, that's the rule here. Ruth Ann looked like her jaw was going to drop. Finally, somebody was telling her, don't be late. I, 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 keep I did her. call him and tell him I was running late. Yeah. Late is unacceptable. Well, that's upstage. Exactly. You know what? What gets me exactly. is it would be one thing if if you go into a certain place, like a doctor's office. How many times you go in a doctor's office and you're sitting there a half hour before you even get called back? Oh, I know. That they're, just annoys me. They're late. I get that part. They're late. But that doesn't matter if you have an appointment, you really need to be there early. And I've been doing well. I'm Don't telling you, Bon Jovi would never put, you know, Bon Jovi, he's, a, I, I've, I've watched him in interviews. I guarantee you, he'd be like calling up staging and saying, listen, that woman, Ruth Ann, you need to get rid of her. I don't want her on my tour anymore. I'm telling you, you'd be That's why I would change. I would change. I would not want that. I wouldn't want that. Put her on a bus. No, 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 You'd no, be no. on a bus. So, Deanna, why don't you tell us a little bit when you're when you're looking at a driver? We we know as far as his personality and so forth, what you're looking as far as worth ethics. But what about like what are some some no nos when it comes to like the F MVR and stuff? Like as far as yeah, what are the qualifications? What are yeah, what are what are some things that you're looking at? So these drivers that if they want to come and call you, they know it will be something acceptable or not. Yeah, how many years do you actually need? That's okay. How many actual years do they need to to really even be considered as experience? At least one year OTR, and that's in in all forty eight contiguous states. Okay, and now, like Ruth Ann said, what about their motor vehicle record and, and all other good stuff? What can you what can you take and what can you can't you? Um, no more than one violation in the last three years, but you absolutely <clears throat> no accidents, uh, revocations, or suspensions ever. That's tight. That's a big yeah. It it is it is tight, and like I said, we're looking for the special person. The uh, the one driver that that diamond in the rough that we can polish and uh, 
bring aboard. So I want to go back to, did you say one ticket in three years? Correct. There goes 95% of all of us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and zero accidents, no suspensions. Um, wow, that's pretty tight. That really is. You uh, have to have, well, you know, and you have to have a clean criminal criminal record you can't have a criminal record you know you don't want a stalker um, on there <laughs> well, <laughs> do guys, well it's it's because a lot of our tours you know when we're hiring someone even for the logistics side we're you know hoping like i said that we'll be able to train and and give them the skills they need to be promoted into the the entertainment division you know to to bring them aboard doing this and in doing so you have to have a passport because we have a lot of tours that go in between the u.s and canada That's um, what I was so getting in and out of canada is a must all right so let's take another break and let's talk about one of our sponsors rev insurance ruth and who are they rev insurance is a company that a driver can call and they will help find the best rate for every one of your insurance needs as long as you're in the transportation industry. Yeah, Rev Insurance claims to be the best at this. So if you pick up the phone, call them, and you can check them out and let us know if they are the best like they say they are. Uh, uh, 800-347-5373. My, my motto is if somebody's telling me they could save me money, and I could just make a three-minute phone call to check it out. Uh, guess what? I'm calling them. Well, the way I understand what they do is they they check like multiple different avenues. They don't just it's it's not just through them. They're like they'll check many different different types of insurance carriers so that they can give you the absolute best rate they can. Yeah. So if you're especially an owner operator, a small fleet, mm-hmm. and you're looking to and you know you're getting hit with these higher insurance rates. Call Rev. They only work with truckers, right? Only transportation. Yep, only truckers. That's all they work with. It's 800-347-5373. That's 800-347-5373, and that's Rev Insurance. Give them a call. Wow. So so talk to me about work history. Like, say, say you get a guy who's got three years' experience, but he's got seven jobs in, in the last three years. Is that a guy you would consider? Is that a guy that you would not consider? It... it, it Typically, we would not consider, but um, sometimes, you know, there's always an explanation. Maybe it's just not the right fit, and uh, he was looking for the right place to call home. I know um, also in the last few years, uh, you have to give, I don't want to say leniency, but there's so many companies that went out of business, and these drivers are stuck then. They go on to the company because the company never said, hey, you know what, I'm, we're having a hard time. We might be closing our doors in three months. They think that, the, that, that they're still going to make it, and it just hits them where they're not going to be able to. And these drivers now are having to switch jobs, so they might have a few jobs just because of the way the companies just, you know, they had a bad luck of going to these companies that are just shutting right. down on them. Absolutely. I, you know, I give contingencies, and uh, I, I wouldn't hesitate to give someone a call if I see five or seven different jobs on their, their application, you know, for the last five years. It, Hey, you never know. Maybe this is the one that we're looking for, mm-hmm. or you know, it it just depends. And it's it's more of a knowledge in dealing with drivers and the special type of drivers that we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, um, it's it's got to be being around it. Yeah, it it has to be rougher for you. I mean, I, everybody knows that the everybody's looking for truck drivers these days. 
And, you know, a lot of trucking companies, I, I believe qualifications are no more than three tickets in three years. You know, you can have mm-hmm. a bunch of incidents. You know, you can have a criminal background. You can even, a lot of them will even take a DUI after some five years. Some are actually three years. So, I mean, right. you eliminate all that right there. That eliminates you if they have any of that stuff. And then, and then on top of it, add in... You know, if you're going to come and drive on these tours, you could be out 180 days. So you got to come knowing that am I going to be able to stay out three months to six months uh, Mm -hmm. at a shot? Because and that would probably eliminate uh, 99% of everybody out there for you. So, yeah, you are definitely looking for that special driver. But I'll tell you what, I've met plenty of drivers. Ruth and I have met a lot of truck drivers in our days that literally don't go home. These guys live on the road. Yep. They stay out there, and that's their they life. Do. That's the guy you're looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, do you have a rider program? Like just, I know with you and your husband, you know, was there ever an opportunity for him to ride with you if he, you know, if he was not, you know, wanting to work? Yeah, that we do not. We do not have riders, and we do not have pets. Um, and the reason for that number one is insurance number two it's a safety issue you know we can't do background checks on every writer or um you know in in a lot of these shows that we do have uh, pyrotechnics and you know the pet could freak out it just we don't think that's fair to the pet to be around that can you imagine being famous yeah, I was a driver for upstaging. My dog bit Bono. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not something that we want. Yeah. No, I get that. Believe me. Um, no, wow. I actually, I could understand it, too. I mean, the pets, I was more or less thinking of the actual maintenance of taking care of it, you know, pulling over, letting them out, that kind of stuff. The the I didn't think of the rider as, as being that, but after you explain it, I can understand it now, but, you know. I mean, it, well, it's just we are we are extremely hyper aware about safety, you yeah. know, and and that's our our standard is you know safety first. So, it, be it my safety, your safety, everyone's safety, right? That comes first. Deanna, Deanna, is anybody bigger than upstaging? Or are you the biggest to you know in fact in in your field? Uh, personally, I'd like to say we're the biggest and the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we hear a lot about you guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, if you if you think about it, um, nine times out of ten, if you look backstage, you'll see our big red trucks back there. That's awesome. That's truly awesome. Um, I can't wait to see them. <laughs> so we can't wait to be back. That's for sure. Yeah. Sweet. So well, we'll look, we're is there? We're gonna start wrapping up here in a, in a few minutes. Ruth, did you have something else you want to? Ask? Well, I wanted to make sure that Deanna gave um, some contact information out. For oh yeah, them. we're gonna plug them for sure, hundred percent. That's you know, um, that's what I was gonna ask you. Do you do you have anything you wanted to add as far as you know what you're looking for or anything else as far as that, or do you wanna you wanna give out your phone number and and uh, uh, let drivers know this is what I am looking for. I'm looking for drivers that you know, want to do logistics right now and have opportunity to get into the uh, concert tours uh, later on when they come back. Well, you just, you just took the words out of my mouth. Troy. He likes to do that. So, he, he does like to do that. He directs a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we're expanding with our logistics division and, you know, we're always looking for excellent, you know, those professional drivers that want to join the team and have that opportunity to promote into, you know, the entertainment division. Um, you can always check out the website, 
at uh, driveforupstaging.com. And you can also give us a call. Uh, should I give the number? Yeah, yeah go right ahead. Give it okay. Away. It's, yep, 815-899-9888. Give me a call. I look forward to hearing from you. That's awesome. I mean, I remember last year when we were doing your commercials before you guys lost all the the concerts and like we have a tracking number and man, the drivers were really calling. I know, I know it's a big interest of drivers, you know, as far as doing this kind of a work. So I would imagine you're pretty busy with phone calls when you do run an Absolutely. ad. Absolutely. We, we are. And you know, we are in a place that we want to be bigger than something, you know, bigger than ourselves. So we can't wait for touring to come back and, uh, you know, bring that happiness and that joy that people are just waiting for. They're just jonesing. I know I am. Yeah, we're I all I want to get jonesing. back in there. I really believe, I think the world, you know, it's funny, six months ago, everybody sounded like they had cabin fever. And, like, I've been talking to a lot of people lately, and they're saying, you know what, I'm kind of getting used to being alone. I mean, starting to really enjoy my home instead of going out to dinner all the time. Because, like, it's not just the concert industry. Like, cruise ships, they're, they're hurting really bad. Uh, restaurants, they're at, you know, half of their customers have gone because they're, you know, people are definitely afraid of the COVID. You know, you've got all all kind of stuff that is really, Ruth Ann and I have been pass holders at Disney for 12 years. And like, that's where we do date day a lot. And we dropped our passes last year because we didn't want to wear a mask. I mean, can you imagine if if they had concerts and they said everybody's got to wear a mask in the concert? I could. There's no way they would even be able to keep that maintained uh, at, at one of those crowds. And and therefore you have everybody. So you have you have a crowd that's probably cabin fever, can't wait to just get out and hug people. Hey, how you been? And then there's people that are getting actually used to staying home. Some of them, some of them, but hopefully there's more of those that want to get out and hug everybody and and be a part of the the concert scene. And uh, we can all get back to, you know, what we thought of as normal. So, Deanna, real quick, do you miss being out there yourself, or are you enjoying being in the in the office now? Uh, that's a 50-50 thing. <laughs> you, got, you got all those years out there doing it. So. I, 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 you know, I loved my job. I, I love working for Upstaging. You know, they've been great to me. They've, they've always treated us as family. Um, I love being home. I'm, you know, get to be with my husband all the time, but I miss being out there and, and being with my friends, you know, and the camaraderie that comes along with the job. Mm-hmm. Well, you get really close to some of those people. I mean, you're spending 10 months with them and you get to know really a lot about that person. Sometimes a little more than you should. Yeah. No, just, how many, how many females are, are, are drivers <laughs> for them? Like how many females do you work with upstaging? Um, there's quite a few, uh, as far as drivers, mm-hmm. we're always looking for more to bring aboard. Good, good. See, women, you can go over there, too. They're not going to hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just so everybody's clear, can you give the website that you're saying, Upstaging? Absolutely. Uh, to check us out, it's driveforupstaging.com. That's a pretty easy one to do, driveforupstaging.com. And then what, read the phone number you wish them to call. I wish I had the other number that we used to use, but that's all right. Make sure you guys you guys that call upstaging, make sure you tell them that you heard about this on Talk CDL. So yeah, let Deanna know that you heard her. Yeah, so they, they know exactly you heard her on the show and, and that you are, um, that way they, they know that the uh, people are actually calling from the show also. 
That'd be great. Yeah, you can reach me um, anytime there. It's 815-899-9888. Good, repeat it. And that's 815-899-9888. And that's drive4upstaging.com. You got to always add the dot com in there at the end. I always guess I. Well, it could be dot something else. They got dot org, dot us. See, that, yeah, that's why you're. We right. like the dot com. Simple See. is easy. <laughs> so, Deanna, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Anything else you'd like to add? This is your moment, if you do. Oh, I just want to say thank you. You know, I'd really love to give a big shout out to our current drivers that we have. Um, their loyalty and, uh, you know, their hard work. Like I said, their dedication is superior. It's above and beyond. So we just want to say thank you of everything that they've accomplished and the way that we've been able to pivot, you know, during this this pandemic and continue to build and expand. So thank you. And Troy, Ruth, and, you know, thank you both for the opportunity. Awesome. Oh, we definitely enjoyed it. I, I, I now feel that if I ever got back to driving, I want to drive for upstage. I'm telling you. I Absolutely. Do. We can go out there. And Absolutely. See, now, if Ruth Ann and I went and renewed our CDLs, which I still have mine, would, would You're we, welcome. Would we You're be, welcome to put that application in, but remember, on time is late. <laughs> 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 and late is unacceptable. I would definitely have to change my ways. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we appreciated you sitting down and discussing this with us and, and really enjoyed hearing more about what upstaging has to offer drivers. And come back on again. We would love to have you back on again. It was an awesome interview. I, I, I love, I'm sure the, the audience, so they'll love to hear about a different side of the industry. So we really appreciate you too. Well, thanks so much for having me and have a great afternoon. Right. And remember, driveforupstaging.com. Thank you, Deanna. All right. Take care now. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was Deanna from Upstaging Ruth Ann. And, and uh, you know, honestly and truly, it's it's an interesting uh, lifestyle these guys have out there on the, on the road like that. I mean, and, and they, at least she's honest. She said, we're looking for somebody special. Mm-hmm. We're not looking for, and, and nothing against the guy that wants to be home every weekend or every right. two weeks. There's nothing against that guy. This is nothing against the guy that wants to be home every day. I don't have a problem with all those guys. You got to know what you like, but why kid yourself? Why even apply with a company when you already know going into it? Can, can I be gone for three months at a time? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. most likely you're not going to be like you, like you had mentioned, you know, maybe on a weekend fly home. And I know some of them do do that, but these are guys that have probably been at the company for quite a long time and they're used to, you know, here and there doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's going to cost you money to get on a plane and fly home and fly back. And if you're late getting back because of a, the plane or something, weather, anything. Yeah. Now you're in trouble with the company because now they've got, they've got a truck that's sitting there that needs to move along with the concert. So mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I, I'm telling you, I would love to do, I would love to, if I was back on the road, I would love to do like a five-year stint with them just to be out there. And it's not, to be honest with you, I'm not really starstruck. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be excited about meeting, well, I mean, ACDC maybe, you know, uh, you know, Kiss, one of those guys, you know, something like that, um, which is pretty cool. But other than that, I think it would just be neat, I think. To be a part of that teamwork. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like being at the show, 
you know, because I love being at theaters. I love being at concerts and stuff like that. I would definitely be taking in every show, 100%. Like you, she said, you can do the show if you want to. And I would definitely be taking in every show that I went to, unless, of course, it was going to mess up my sleep. Mm-hmm. So... I agree. What do you think? Oh, I agree. All I'm right. not starstruck, but I I do. There's some people. It's it's well, just different a, ones. It, yeah. It's just nice to just sit down and, and talk. Well, I mean, even even so, I mean, it's not like you said. It's not a, a matter of being starstruck, but it's when you think about it, you know, like somebody that you've heard on the radio all your life. Now you're actually meeting them. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, like a Bon Jovi. You know, like one of those guys. You know, we've met Blue October. Um, Justin and those guys several times, and and it's always pretty cool. Every time you meet them, it's mm-hmm. pretty neat to just sit and, you know, we've had them sit on on the on the edge of the stage at at Epcot and just talk to us. You're mm-hmm. just sitting there, you know. So um, I don't know, it's pretty cool, cool life, really yeah. pretty neat. So yeah. I, I think that's going to be it for the. You know, we wanted to do some news and everything, but we're almost at an hour here. I think I'm going to cut that out and we we'll add that into the next recording. Okay, well, I'm going to do my word of the day. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you want to do the word of the day while you had her, but you know, this is probably better. What do you got? Chin wag. Ch- chin wag? <laughs> chin wag. Oh, is that somebody with a chin double wag. chin? No. But that makes sense, right? He's got a chin wag going on. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that, they should change whatever you're about to tell me the definition is. It shouldn't be. Well, chin wag is when a guy has like two, three chins and he stops real quick and it wags. No, it's not what it is. But, but you know. Is it spelled chin wag? It is spelled chin wag. Wow. Go ahead. It's British. Chin wag. Uh-huh. And it's a chat. Let's have a chin wag. Yeah. Hey, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Okay, right? so, okay, take that back. You can still use that. Okay. That's a chin. I'm going to, I am using chin wag because we always chin wag. We, you do not stop chin wagging. Your chin is constantly wagging. We chin wag. We're <laughs> chin wagging on the, on the, uh, but hey, I got it. So, chin wag or chins wag. <laughs> Get it? That's the guy with the double chin. Chin's way. On that note, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.